Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another episode of Peter's Content-Free Podcast. This is brought to you now via the power of the internet. Episode 13, Volume 1, Series 1, Compendium 1. Welcome back, everybody. My name, as always, is Peter. It's been a little while since I made one of these Peter Draws content-free podcasts, and maybe it's my fault, maybe it's not, but a lot of the time when I wanted to make a like a podcast, when I was like ready to sit down and do it, I ended up like going to sleep instead or just working on something else, or my neighbors were being really loud or something, and Sometimes it doesn't bother me to have the neighbors bumping around in the background, and sometimes it does. For these, I really like, for these podcasts, I really kind of like there to be silence in the background. At least as close to silence as possible, just so, I don't know, am I being too much of a perfectionist? I have standards. Okay, I have standards. Anyways, here's another episode. Sorry it's been so long. In the past, I've almost made them like once a month or something, but now it's been, I feel like, several months. I don't know when the last time was that I made one of these. <sighs> Feels like it's been ages. Things that have happened since the last time I made, a, you know, episode 12. Several things have happened. Uh, first of all, uh, these podcasts are now available on iTunes, on the iTunes podcast store. App, I don't know, actually. I actually don't know how it works since I don't use iTunes. I don't listen to podcasts. But last time I checked the statistics, um, it was like a... Wait, I can, I can click on it right now. Um, click. I have like a little analytics thing they give me, you know. So I can like see. I can see how many people, how many devices the podcast is on. And then I can see... How many hours have been listened to? Listen to. Uh, it's a little bit weird though because here it says it's on 98 devices, the podcast, and total time listened is 390 hours with an average of 3 hours and 59 minutes per device. This is a little bit weird to me because maybe I'm dreaming, but I feel like last time I looked at this, I was at just over 100 devices, like maybe 102 devices. Now it's down to 98. And it was, I thought I had just broken 400 hours. Oh, oh, wait. This is the last 60 days. That's why. I want to look at all time. I want to look at, you know, I want to look at, I don't know how to change it right now. Oh, well. Range. It'll only let me do the last 60 days. Oh, well. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm glad you're all here now. Hope you're doing well. <sighs> Sitting there. Lying there. Whatever, whatever you're doing. Some of you might be walking or driving or uh, lounging. You guys ever figure out what the deal was with all those people in, like, ancient times that liked eating at really low tables, kind of lounging on the side? I feel like... I just finished a drawing where I was reclining on the floor. I had the I had the poster board on the floor and my I don't know, maybe it's just something you get used to, but my arm got very quickly 
like tired of propping myself up because I feel like you've always, even if you're like lounging in like a like a chaise lounge, you know, something that props you upright. I feel like you're still kind of always be propping yourself, propping yourself up with one arm, and you can't use both arms. Maybe I don't know how it works. Maybe I'm overthinking it or underthinking it. Is this supposed to help digestive digestion lounging like that, or had they just not really figured out how to make comfortable chairs or you know sturdy table legs, two and a half feet tall or something. I mean, there's this one um, Chinese restaurant here in town where it has a bunch of normal, has a bunch of normal tables and chairs and regular seating. And then there's also a section in the back where it does still have uh, these really low tables. I've never asked to sit back there though. But I don't even go back to that place anymore, though, because my favorite waitress uh, quit. So that's, like, weird to go back there. Because what if I get, like, some random old dude as my waiter instead of, like, a cute waitress or something? Then what's the point? Then I might as well just go through a drive through Anyways, um, I will mention uh, the definitely the last thing, the last podcast I made was last year, I think, <laughs> because, uh, over, I'll, I'll tell you about my, what I did for New Year's. For New Year's, I went to Jackson, uh, Wyoming, uh, which is not really the type of thing I normally do, but I have friends who like skiing and apparently there's good skiing there. Uh, the town of Jackson is in the, in a valley called Jackson Hole, probably named after someone named Jackson. Um, actually it is named after someone named Jackson, some fur trader, I think. And I think I looked it up on Wikipedia and I think the town of Jackson was actually named that, uh, by some lady named Marge Simpson. Someone should fact check me on that. I might've also dreamed that up. It seems almost too good to be true. Anyways, this is a very, um, it's a very ritzy place. The town of Jackson, very ritzy. I felt out of place. Um, I didn't go skiing. It, this, uh, this town, Jackson, it's tucked right up into the Grand Tetons, or as we call it, the Grand Teats. Uh, a great looking mountain range. Big, nice, sharp, you know, juts of rock shooting, scraping, you know, poking the sky. Very, very good on the eyes. And the, the sky out there so wide and blue and the, the mountains crisp and sharp and the the ground is, uh, there was a lot of snow on the ground, but it didn't actually snow while I was there. We were there for like five days. Uh, it didn't actually snow while we were there. You know, we were there like right around end of December, beginning of January. Um, it obviously snows there a lot more than here in Wilmington. But then while I was there, it snowed like crazy here in Wilmington. I've never actually, I've lived here in Wilmington for like two or three years. I've never actually been here while it was snowing. The last big snowstorm they had here, I was also traveling somewhere else. So I don't know what it is. Is it every time I take a winter trip, it's gonna snow like crazy here? Should I just stay in town if I want you know, everyone to drive safely on uniced roads? I don't know, because there was crazy, crazy. Even after I got back, you know, the, the places like these little southern towns don't know how to deal with the snow and the roads 
It had snowed like two days before I got back to town, and the roads were so, so icy. Like a good thick inch of ice on the roads, and there's lots of big bushy trees hanging over the roads, keeping, keeping it nice and shady, keeping the ice from melting, and it was cold. And even when the ice does start melting a little bit, I feel like it, does that make it a little bit more slippery, you know, if there's a little thin layer of, like, water melted cold water there and people were slipping and sliding around everywhere. I even did, I may, even when we were driving back, everyone was just like, there's this highway coming back into town. And it was like me, my friend was driving. I was in the passenger seat, a friend in the back, maybe two friends. I don't know. And we're just like, there's like a line of cars just like crawling down the highway on top of the ice. And we were just like, and, and the person, it's okay usually, you know, unless you hit the brakes. But if you hit the brakes at all, then you lose traction. It like turns from like kinetic to, you know, the different types of energy, whatever that I forgot about since I took physics. And I did take physics in college, I think, before I dropped out. Potential energy. Kinetic energy. Wait, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's fine. Anyway, someone in front of us tapped their brake line, tapped their brakes. So then we tapped our brakes. And then we just did like a full 360, just in the middle of the highway, just very, very slowly. And there's like nothing you can do about it, just as your car slowly spins and rotates. And you eventually stop as you get close to the edge of the road where it's not all packed down. The snow's a little thicker and uh, you get a little bit more traction. It was just like a total feeling of total helplessness. Anyways, I was in Jackson. I didn't go skiing. We stayed at a ski resort because uh, the friends I went with like going skiing. Or I think they actually, I think they actually all went snowboarding. But I'll probably just keep saying skiing because nobody calls it a snowboard resort. It's called a ski resort, right? Even if most of the people are snowboarding. I don't know. Snowboarding seems pretty in these days. It's hip, cool, and uh, all my friends did that. They all had their snowboards and stuff. I'm just not really into it. I I just don't enjoy the feeling of hurtling down the mountain, you know. I, I, it's just not fun for me. And I do have good friends who try to convince me. I feel like this is a good thing. Who I have friends who try to convince me, like, Peter, you should try it. You know, they, they're very um, patient with me to, you know, teach me. And I've tried skiing several times. I've tried cross-country skiing. I've gone downhill skiing several times. But I've done it enough to realize uh, I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. And uh, while other people are going skiing, I much, much more enjoy go sitting uh, in a coffee shop somewhere. So that's what I did. They all went skiing, and I had like a big... The uh, There's like shuttles going back and forth from this little ski resort uh, to the actual town of Jackson a few miles away and I had like a stack of like 51s, $51 bills because the, the shuttle was like two or three dollars and it just only, you know, you pay in cash unless you get like some sort of pass, which I didn't have. So I was just like, had like a wad of ones. I was like peeling them off for the shuttle. It felt good. And so I just went into town, which was a pretty remarkable place, uh, which is where, which is I'm talking about, which is where I felt out of place. The coffee shop was nice. I sat there. I did some good drawing. Uh, there was a nice nice um, restaurant I ate at, uh, hang out some. But the really crazy part, really crazy thing about this place is there's so many wealthy people, I guess, that come through there 
and live near there, that there are these art galleries. And I was like, yeah, art galleries. I mean, maybe I can go there. Maybe, you know, I've got like some time on my hands. I'm feeling artsy and confident right now. Maybe I'll go in there and I'll talk to the curators and I'll be like, hey, y'all should put my art in here. So the first art gallery I went to was just full of only one. It was owned by one guy. He had just a bunch of prints of his photos hanging up all the, he had, there was upstairs or there's the first floor and then there's a basement, just, you know, like walls and walls full of his photos. But these weren't normal prints. They were like huge, you know, like 20 by 30 or like two by four, somewhere like five feet wide. And they were all like silver engravings or something like really fancy. And these prints of these, these photographs, he was selling them for like $20,000 each. So right then, I immediately lost a bunch of my confidence. Maybe I should have, uh, you know, caught it in stride and gained a bunch of confidence, but I found it a little difficult for some reason. It's just crazy. I mean, it's like, this is cool, but I'm, it's obviously just like another league, another level of, <laughs> like, throwing money at art that I don't know anything about. Um, whatever that guy was doing, he somehow figured it out. <laughs> and uh, so then, I, I mean, I looked at a few other art galleries and there's all sorts of stuff selling for thousands and thousands of dollars stuff, you know, just like a painting of a ballerina, $10,000, you know, it's regular stuff. Everything was for sale. Some of it said, ask for a price. There was a, um, a gallery with a bunch of um, a Weiwei stuff, a YY. I don't know how to say that artist. I, you know, the, the last name is like W E I space W E I. I think this artist recently made a movie too called Human Flow. Has anyone watched that? It's on like Amazon Prime. I haven't I haven't clicked on it yet, but I keep I keep scrolling by it. There's a lot of crazy stuff in there. And um, hey, what's that painter's name that made Christina's World? Andrew Wyeth, yeah. They had a bunch of um, paintings. No, they had some paintings by Andrew Wyeth in this one gallery. And paintings by his son, too, and, like, his daughters or something. Apparently, like, it's a whole family of painters. I mean, what, if your dad is such a famous painter, right, why wouldn't you start painting, too? You can at least piggyback on that a little bit. You get, like... You're like bumped right up to some level of fame and prestige with your paintings. I'm not saying that the like the other members of the family aren't good artists or not, but the crazy thing was there were some of the paintings there for sale, Andrew Wyeth, like his originals. And um and there were I was like trying to look at them and the uh the people working there were like moving around me like drilling into the walls and stuff. They're like, hey, sorry, we're rearranging. We just had the 100th something or other. That, oh, they're like, if Andrew Wyeth would have still been alive, it would have been his 100th birthday and we sold a few paintings. I was like, wow, good for you guys. Because these paintings uh, uh, were like, like $80,000. And then I saw... One of, had some of his sketches too, just like, look like half finished preliminary sketches, right? Just like, 
like he'd done it in his free time, like he did a sketch to plan for another painting or something. Didn't even finish it, like they maybe pulled it out of his trash can or something. This sketch is like a pencil sketch. This selling this thing for $120,000. So I was like, I can't talk to these people. And then I walked around a little more. There was like a fur shop uh, where I obviously didn't look wealthy because nobody even came up to help me. But other people who obviously had, uh, you know, were exuding uh, immense wealth, people would, you know, the people working in the store went up and helped them because some of these fur coats and hats and stoles or whatever they're called, you know, these things were, you could buy these furs for like $20,000. And I was just totally, it was just, I'm like, this is not my town. How is this for $20,000? Those ones, I, those ones didn't have the tag on them or something, of course, but I saw a guy trying to sell a $20,000 coat to some lady and her husband, of course. The only ones with tags on them were the ones that were like $5,000 and down. I did have the nerve uh, to try one of them on, which felt good, you know, to wear $5,000. That felt good. I tried on like a, a $1,200 fur hat. That was okay. But then I was starting to get weird looks, you know, because I, I don't Apparently I wasn't cool enough. Uh, and so I walked out and kept looking around at different shops and stuff. And I walked into this vinegar store. And this is one of the weirdest places I've ever been. This vinegar store, the guy working here looked like like a legitimate video game NPC uh, that you would see if you were playing like a or like a movie character that you would see if you were like in like in ancient Rome. He was like short, squat, round, and and he had like a like a little hat that I'd never seen before. He had like a little hat and like a little outfit and all of his vinegar. He had like like a hundred different types of vinegar in these little ceramic pots with spouts on them. Uh, you know, all different, made from different things. And he was like talking to me about them. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, oh, oh, I'm very, I was, I was, I'm very into vinegar. I was like, mm, yeah, the blackberry acai stuff, that's good vinegar. And then there was whole other walls full of all this other stuff, like different types of I can't even remember. It wasn't just vinegar, I realized. It was in this store. There was, there was like all sorts of different alcohol over in one corner, you know, like, like weird stuff, like crazy looking absinthe and weird little absinthe pouring stations, you know, and, uh, oh, oh, there's a whole huge section of olive oils. And of course I was like, oh yeah, olive oil. Really love olive oil because I didn't want him to, you know, like kick me out or something because I was just like, because I wanted to oogle and ogle a little bit. Just the, this is such a specialty store. You could get like tiny little, tiny little bottles, like the size of a tiny little perfume bottle full of olive oil or something for like $40. Like it was, this was so expensive. It was, mind-boggling to me 
such a weird place. Anyways, um, let's see, what's else, what else has been happening to me? You know, the basic ups and downs of life. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm wearing my favorite pair of pants right now. It's a, they're called, they're Vans joggers, and I realized too late that these pants are wearing out. I've actually ripped uh, the knee. The knee is ripping. Uh, which makes me feel good because I have like a pair of pre-ripped jeans, so at least I now have a pair of pants that I've you know ripped the ripped the knee in the good old-fashioned, honest way. So that feels good. But I also want another pair of these pants, especially since I know when I bought these, there were other color options. Like these ones are kind of reddish gray, and there was like no, I mean just reddish brown, and there were other colors like gray and black and khaki or something so I, I wish I had bought the khaki ones or the some something because now they don't sell them anymore at least not on the Vans website and not on Amazon I can't find them they're, they're probably somewhere I mean someone's got to have them they're probably on eBay or something but I like I don't know if I want them that bad there's something valuable valuable about a good pair of pants also I don't know if I told you guys I was having problems with the with my heat my the, the heat seater in my car getting stuck on. Uh, I did manage to fix that. I got a coat hanger or something. No, no, I got a bit of wire. I had wire that I had bought for jewelry at one point. It was actually a wire that I bought for jewelry when I was in Los Angeles and never actually did anything with. Like, I don't know why I did this, but I went to like a Hobby Lobby or a Michaels or something when I was in L.A and bought a bunch of, like, jewelry-making supplies. I think someone must have, like, messaged me, but, like, hey, look at this. I think that is what happened. Someone messaged me on Instagram while I was there and was like, hey, look at this cool jewelry this person made. And I was like, oh, I want to try doing that. It was, like, very ornate stuff with a lot of wire twisting around in crazy ways. I was like, I want to go get some wire to bend around. I got some pliers and snippers, different gauges of wire and stuff like that. And anyways, I used a long piece of that, bent a little hook at the end and I I found a place, you know, next to my chair, my, next to my car seat in the center console where the switches for the heat seater had like s broken and sunk, fallen down into the middle center console. So I fished them b back up out of there and sure enough, uh, it was on, it was stuck on. So I turned it off and I was mostly pressured to do this because first of all, it was getting warmer. It wasn't so bad that the heat seater was stuck on during the winter because, you know, you're cold. But it had started, there started being some warmer weather, so it was kind of uncomfortable for it to be hot all the time. But also, on the other hand, um, do you guys remember several years ago how there was this, it might have been like 10 years ago, I don't know. It felt like there was a huge thing, like a big hubbub and all these news stories about how uh, men shouldn't put their laptops on their lap because the heat from the laptops uh, would like fry their balls and make them sterile, right? Pardon the, the vulgarities there, but uh, I don't know if that ever ended up being a hoax or just something that people were blowing out of proportion because I haven't heard anything about it lately or maybe laptops just don't get as hot these days or Maybe I just haven't been running in the same circles as I used to. 
But then I started thinking about that. I'm like, this is so much worse. I'm like sitting in this car and there's all this heat radiating up, radiating up, radiating up. What if I'm sitting here going, going sterile day after day, little by little, you know, I don't know. I don't even know if I want kids, but I don't want to, I don't want to rule it out this way, do I? That's not how I want my future children to go. So I fixed it. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say now. Some I I had a lot of time. Like three months have passed. Like what the heck have I been doing? I should have like a million things to say, right? Oh, I wasn't looking at the recording program. I had this brief moment of panic where I thought maybe I hadn't been recording at all this whole time. But I have been. Um, there's a few things that are about to happen to me that I can tell you now, and then I can give you updates on later in the next. No, I'm not going to tell you. I'll just tell you when they're over. I don't like, kind of like, I don't like posting WIPs, you know, works in progress shots of my art. I don't really like giving updates of things that are like about to happen or maybe going to happen until it's over and done and I know the final outcome. Because sometimes you're like, hey, this is going to happen. And then something happens and it doesn't pull through. And you're like, eh, sorry, get the, you know, hype everyone up. I'm not trying to, there's nothing really to hide people up about. But you guys will find out sooner or later. Nothing crazy, but just stuff to talk about. Um, so... How are you guys? I, um, I'm kind of growing my hair out right now. I'm using shampoo and conditioner. I've gotten to that point again. Once my hair gets short, if I cut my hair, I just, I use just shampoo. But then it gets long enough where it gets to a certain point where for some reason I feel the need to start using conditioner with the shampoo and I don't know, it just makes it more manageable, I guess. I don't really know where that line is, but at some point, I cross the line. I do. I like my hair right now. I'd like to maybe uh, get a mullet. What do you guys think of a mullet? I'd like to get my hair down to my shoulders. I think it is going better than it went last time. Last time I got very overwhelmed by my hair. I don't think I was using good shampoo, good conditioner. I don't think it was... Like, it wasn't laying down well. You know, it was just, like, always fluffy and puffy and unmanageable. Maybe that's because I was blow-drying it. This time, I'm not blow-drying it at all. It's just, I just, um, I towel-dry it, and then it air-dries. And sometimes, while it's still a little bit damp, I hit it with a, uh, a pick. You know, like one of those weird pick, um, combs, you know. The long handle, like they're using space balls. To comb the desert. I mean, why not? I mean, one day, one day I will probably, you know, my hair will fall out or something. Why not grow it out now? Why not? Make the most of it now. Uh, already, last time I cut my hair, I got that, you know, that buzz cut. It was really short. And I was alarmed and scared and shocked by how far 
uh, some parts of my hairline had already started receding, which was, once I noticed it though and thought about it, it was not that surprising because it's the same part of my dad's hairline that is receding. Um, but still, it's like, I gotta make the most of this hair while I've got it. I mean, I like long hair. I mean, not that I've ever had it that long. I don't know how long. Like, I don't know right now. I don't know, I gotta go back to pictures. I don't know. I'd like to at least get it down to, like, my butt. You know? I mean, my shoulders. My shoulders seems like a reasonable goal, right? I think it should be there. It's like down to... If I put my head up straight, it's like down to the back, the middle of my neck right now, or the bottom of my neck. It depends. It's like nice and curly and wavy. It's fun to run my hands through. That's what I like about long hair. It's fun to run my hands through. Right now, it's not getting like, like knotty or, or anything. I don't know if it's because my hair is greasy or if that's because, I don't think it's greasy or if it's because it's a good conditioner. I really don't know. Sometimes I start getting a tiny bit overwhelmed by my hair, but then I remember there's like zillions of girls out there that have had long hair for their whole lives. If they can handle it, I can handle it. It's just something you gotta get used to. Like I always say, you can get used to anything. I really think you can. Um, yeah, you can. Got a, got a post-it note here. I have a, I've had a lot of pads of post-it notes uh, in my life in the last couple of years, like probably like a lot of them, and I feel like I've only actually like I, 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 I keep losing the pads of them. So it's a good thing I have so many pads of them because I use like one or two post-it notes from each pad, and then the whole pad disappears somewhere. I think I think my my piles of stuff are kind of salted with post-it note pads. I just need to like stick my hand into the middle of a pile of stuff and grab something and pull it out of the middle and it'll probably be a post-it note pad. I just really like the size of post-it notes. It's a good size. If they fit in my hand well, my art fits in them well. Hmm. It's been all right. It's been good. Wait, what's, what's, what month is it? Wednesday, March 28th. Does that mean, how's, how's your guys' school doing? Some of you are in school. I remember when I was in school, I remember in fifth grade, no, fourth grade, no, sixth grade. I don't know. I just remember, like, being... Being in line, you know how you had to like get in line and walk from place to place? I think that ended in middle school actually, so maybe, I don't know. I just remember like going from place to place and sometimes it, I'd be outside walking from place to place and I just had this vision of myself. We had to walk outside to get from like one part of the building to get to the cafeteria because the cafeteria was a separate building at one school I was at. And I just had this vision of myself sitting there outside like, like an alternate universe vision of myself sitting there outside doing whatever I wanted like sitting there playing Pokemon on my 
on my DS. Just like I had this vast urge to not have this like a schedule where I had to go from thing to thing. I just wanted to be able to do whatever I wanted. And nowadays I realize that that's where I'm at. And sometimes I don't, I don't feel as thankful for it as I should, you know, like I can do whatever I want. I can go sit in the park and play DS on my Pokemon. I mean, Pokemon on my DS if I wanted to right now. And while I do that, there will be kids stuck in the grind of school. First period, second period, third period, lunch, you know, fourth period, you know, just, I hated that. It was just like killing me. My soul was like grinding me down. For some reason, I really don't like schedules. Some people do well with schedules uh, and they get more done that way, but I don't like, like, I don't even give myself deadlines for anything. Some people do better if they set deadlines for themselves. I don't think I even really do that very much. It's better when I just... I don't know if I get more done or less done, but I think I'm happier. I'm more at peace. I'm more content. Because sometimes, to be honest, I do sit around, you know, like... I just play video games for a whole day or something when maybe I could be drawing and working on a video. Uh, but... I don't know, I guess, but then some days I get, I work really hard and I, I don't, you know, take any days off for like, you know, 12 days in a row. So sometimes I clump my weekends up, you know, my vacation days or my off days. I don't know how it works, but I like my way of doing things. I do. I think I live, I don't like all my ways of doing things. Hopefully I can make some better habits. Like, uh, I think my eating habits could very be very well be improved upon. I don't eat very healthfully. Um, I'm still trying to figure out ways to fix that with, without hating myself. Mostly I don't like fixing myself food, but I like going through drive-thrus, but there's not a lot of drive-thrus that have healthy food that is also enjoyable to eat. Like, I don't mind fixing myself. Like, and I don't mind eating the food where I make, I like making like, uh, like chicken, I have like chicken tenderloins and I f like, uh, put them in a, a pan with some olive oil and then I put some, uh, broccoli in there as at the same time and cook that, eat that. I like eating that, uh, but I, I just don't, I just, for some reason it just really taxes me to take the time to make the food. If I could go through a drive-thru and pick that up, I probably would. It's difficult. I don't know. Sometimes I get annoyed at myself for being willing to do some easy things and not other easy things. Or, or I do some difficult and bad things when I could do an another easy thing instead. I'm not sure it's difficult. It's weird. Uh, I have gone... I have gone doodling or drawing with crunch a couple more times. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen those videos. I've made two videos so far where I went painting what, what we like to call plain air painting, P-L-E-I-N air. I think it's like a French term or something, but it means you're outside, sitting outside, looking at real things, painting them, etc. 
Um, I've actually gone three times, only made two videos, and apparently the second video I made was so similar to the first video I made months earlier that uh, people thought it was a re-upload, which is okay. It's my fault. At least I'm consistent, I guess. <laughs> and then another time I went drawing with him and, and, uh, I didn't, I didn't take the video camera. I just enjoyed the day. It was such a nice day. We went to the, the Arboretum here. There's just like lots of nice different little parts of the garden. I sat in the Japanese garden. There's nice plants and flowers everywhere. It's really, and it was just a beautiful day. And I, I drew some foliage and a little, there was a Japanese tea house there that you could go in. And I paint, I drew that and did ink drawing. I sat, I brought my little, um, had a little camping chair. And took that and sat in it, listened to music, enjoyed, you know, absorbing some vitamin D and just enjoyed the sun and the, the breeze and the, the, uh, the ambiance of the, the garden drawing. Uh, Crunch, uh, is, he's an older gentleman. He's a good artist. Uh, he showed me his studio before in his apartment. Um, he's got like great paintings everywhere. And a lot of them, you know, it's like a true artist. A lot of them are, you know, like half finished, like he'll, he'll start a painting while he's out plain air and then bring it home and, uh, work on it a little bit some more. And he's got, you know, probably like nine paintings that he's in the process of working on, including this really big one, like it's probably like six feet square, like a huge, a huge one. Uh, it's like just an abstract painting that he says he's been working on for like 10 years or something. It's just got like layers and layers of stuff. I don't know. I think that's really cool to me. I wish I had something like that. I should, I should do that. I should just start working on something and just every now and then work on it, putter away on it, add something. Can you guys tell I'm rubbing my eye right now? Cause I, there's like something in my eye. I'm, it's probably, a, I think it was an eyelash. Yep. There it is. I'm holding it, holding the eyelash up to the microphone. I'm going to stick the eyelash. The eyelash is now on the pop filter, so you guys can hear me talk through the eyelash. Uh, Crunch calls me um, and tells me about coupons and sales at, uh, you know, various... He gives me cut-out coupons, cut-out from the newspaper, but they're the same coupons that you can get on the website. But it is useful... Uh, when he tells me, he calls me and tells me about like sales they have. He called me today and he told me about, um, like a 70% off stretch, stretched canvas sale. They're having an AC more today. Um, I feel bad. Like I'm, I don't like picking up the phone. Like sometimes I'm just like, you know, lost in my own mind somewhere. And then like the phone rings and I'm just like, it's too hard to pull myself out of my reverie to answer the phone. So he leaves a lot of voicemails. I hope he doesn't mind. I don't know. I don't mind him leaving voicemails. So if he doesn't mind, I don't mind. Um, he's, re he's a really nice guy. He gave me some frames. He gave me a bunch of frames that he like got from yard sales and thrift stores and stuff. So I got to figure out that's, that's, that's good motivation to, to work on things, to put in the frames because they're like all different sizes and stuff. So maybe I'll make things specifically for each frame with like make art with that frame in mind. I don't know. I don't know. 
I feel really bad that it's been like three months since I made a podcast and I can't think of more things to say about about anything. I mean, I should have been writing things down like, hey, this happened. Or I thought this thing. I thought a thing. Say things about it in the next podcast. I'll keep that in mind for next time. I mean, I have a little notepad file, you know, on my phone of topics, non-topics. I mean, it's supposed to be content-free podcast. I call it that just so people don't expect too much out of it, you know? Set expectations low. That way, if I call it just a regular podcast, people won't come in here wondering, like, why is this guy just talking on and on about random nothingness? Bumping all around, topic to topic. I mean, I feel like stuff must have happened to me in the past three months, but I, I, what I more feel like is a lot of stuff almost happened to me or... It's getting ready to happen to me. I feel like that sounds ominous. It's not ominous. Mm. It's not. Boom, blah, blah. Right, hello, hello, everybody. That was the sound of several days passing. I know you might not have been expecting it. Maybe you were. Uh, you're like, wow, he's really kind of grinding to a halt here, content-wise. This content-free podcast really is just a lot of him talking about how he doesn't have anything to say. But I have incredible news for you. Some things happened to me in the past couple days. Uh, first of all, um, I do want to give you a, an update. This isn't something that recently happened. It's just something I... Well, I've been thinking about. I've been noticing it. I've been pondering it. You know, turning it over and over in my head, toying around with it, just wondering and musing and thinking, right? And it's the subject in the matter of uh, my windshield wiper fluid spray nozzles. So you have a windshield. Um, in some places in the world, maybe they call it a windscreen. We call it a windshield here where I live, anywhere I've ever lived I, that I can remember or recall. People called it win a windshield. Is windscreen um, kind of a, like a British thing, perhaps? I've only ever heard people call it that in movies, I think. But, so, if you pr press one of the levers behind the steering wheel, if I hold it towards me, if I hold it down, uh, windshield washer fluid sprays up out of these two... There's two spots on the hood of my car, uh, and this stuff sprays up out onto the outside of the windshield, and then my windshield wipers start going back and forth, right? And it's pretty satisfying. It's a good way to, you know, clean the pollen off your windshield, any, any bug guts or, or guano, and it just gets it really good. But lately, as of uh, this winter, um, let me describe these two nozzles more, more carefully. Both of these nozzles, there's two nozzles, but there's four holes total. Each nozzle has two holes, one pointing a little bit uh, to the right and one pointing a little bit to the left. So when I, when I hit the, the, the lever and hold it down, ideally, if everything is working 100% correctly, four streams of liquid should spray out onto the windshield. Four streams from two nozzles, right? But 
I think it was when we had snow this this winter here in one of our snows that uh and then I was uh, for, for a little while I mean they put antifreeze type stuff and uh they put that type of stuff in windshield washer fluid so it doesn't freeze up in the tubes uh and you can I mean I used to work at a place where to where to winterize um like to winterize like the uh at, at, I'm talking about the youth camp I used to work at in the off season, when it would get really cold and go below freezing and stuff, we would get windshield washer fluid, which some windshield washer fluid specifies that it has more of an antifreeze capability to it. Um, we'd get gallons and gallons of that because it's pretty cheap. And we would pour that um, into uh, like sinks and, and drains and toilets and stuff. Uh, just so like the P-traps and, and uh, some of the drains and and everything was just less likely to freeze and bust drains, I suppose. I don't know how effective that really is. Maybe it's just superstitious, but I guess it's, we we'd never really had any problems with things freezing. But then again, I don't know. Anyways, what, I, what I'm getting around to telling you is that now the current state of my windshield wiper, washer, fluid, nozzles is that when I hit the lever down when I squeeze it, and when I'm ready to see those, see those four, four glorious streams of fluid spraying onto my windshield, I now only see two streams. And you're thinking, maybe it's two, you know, two from the left side and not two at all from the other side. But no, there's just the left, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a right stream and a left stream on each of the nozzles. And it's only the right stream on each of the nozzles that it's still working. I mean, what's with that? It's very unsatisfying now. It feels very lopsided whenever I click spray, you know? It just goes, it's like spraying off on one side and the the left side of both nozzles doesn't work now. And I think it stopped working it, it stopped working completely after it snowed, and I thought maybe it just got clogged up a little bit. Maybe it did freeze up a little bit. Maybe something got in there, but maybe something still is in there. But I thought, I mean, it's not frozen anymore. It's been like 70 degrees since then. It's been almost 80. I don't know. Should I poke like a needle in there? Should I just, should I blow really hard on the other end of the tube? What do you guys think? Why is it both of the left side nozzles not working? Both the left side of both nozzles, I mean. You think there's a self-cleaning mode you could put it in, like my coffee machine? That'd be that'd be convenient. Also, sad face, uh, there is one of my speakers is starting to get a little frumpy, kind of buzzy and clicky, like it like it, it's a little bit broken. Has that ever happened to you? One of the speakers in your car, at certain frequencies, it starts buzzing, just like, and you're just trying to listen to music, you just hear this constant, and I don't know if I want to go to the trouble of, like, replacing it, but I also like like listening to music in the car, so I'll, I don't know, I feel like there's a good chance I might just start listening to music on my headphones in the car, but that's just... I don't know. It's not the same. It's probably just time to buy a new car. That'd be easier. A lot easier. This, um, 
I don't know. Yeah, I could, or it might be easier just to take it to some. There's there are car audio places, you know, that feels like throwing money away. But I don't know why. I have very weird ways of justifying things in my head. Okay, don't try to don't try to figure it out. Don't try to figure it out. I just don't want to. I mean, if I could toy around with it myself, you know, buy a new speaker, install it myself, replace it. It's just like not the type of thing I like sitting around doing. Maybe. If I had my own place, sit around and do it. But like the only place I ever have my car, you know, is like out in the parking lot of my apartment. It just doesn't feel very. If I had like a garage or my own driveway, you know, maybe I would be more inclined to try to putter and tinker away on my car. But I just don't feel like it. I don't. It's okay. Oh, okay. And and another thing that happened to me um, was I've been all kind of off and on wearing this heart monitor thing. I'm not wearing it right now because um, I've kind of gotten fed up with it and tired of it, even though I'm supposed to be wearing it for 30 days. I only wore it for like three days or four days, three days, I think. I was having some heart palpitations for like 10 days. I mean, I don't know if, see, this is the weird thing. My heart was doing some weird stuff. And then as time went on, I mean, I told my mom, right? My mom's a nurse. And I was like, you know, and she's just like, keep an eye on it. She told me to stop drinking coffee. I stopped pretty much ingesting all things that wasn't like regular food or water. So I like abandoned all my substances and pretty much all my vices, everything in life that I loved besides drawing, I stopped doing. And it didn't, it, and the thing is, I couldn't tell if my heart stopped doing this weird thing that it was doing or if I was getting used to it. And then also, um, some you ever get like one of those little muscle twitches like in your eyelid or just like a weird, weird little part of a muscle in your leg or something? It's just like twitches involuntarily every now and then. I was also getting that in um, in my chest muscles right over my heart. And on the other side, not over my heart. Even though I know your heart's kind of in the middle. More in the middle than a lot of us maybe think it is. Um, but, so my mom's like, after a while my mom's just like, just go to the doctor, you know. Even after I had stopped drinking. I didn't drink coffee for like, guys, I didn't drink coffee for like t 20 days. Maybe that's why I was really out of it. I was going through withdrawals and stuff. I mean, I'm drinking coffee now because... Because when, when the doctor put me back on the heart monitor, he's like, yeah, you mean you got to go back to doing whatever you're doing that was giving you the heart flutters or whatever because we got to diagnose it. I'm like, I don't know. I guess so. Maybe. Because I mean, we don't know if it was coffee that's giving me weird heart stuff. Maybe it was. I mean, I don't think I drink. I mean, I, I probably do drink too much coffee. I mean, I, I drink a lot of coffee. I do drink some coffee. I don't know if it's too much. I don't know if it's a lot. There's people that drink more than me. There's people that drink less than me. I don't know. I think I drink two to three cups a day. Mugs a day. Not the official measurement cup. You know, I, I make a half a half pot. Some days I don't. I just don't get around to it. And I don't, I don't like go crazy if I don't. But I think I'm... Some days I'm just like, yeah, I want some coffee. It's just satisfying. And, and, and I know I do... I think I get energy from it. I don't know if I get energy from it or if I just get comfort from like the routine of it, from the familiarity of it. Is that just the, me being addicted to it, do you think? Anyways, from the, for the people who 
you know, there's always people that like diagnosing, you know, over the internet. That's fine. Go ahead. Won't stop you. They also did some blood work, you know, because I was like telling him about how my muscles were twitching, you know, so he like, they took some blood, but everything came out fine. I, they stick needles in me. I can't look. I can't look at all. I just like looked off in some other part of the room. If I, if I looked at someone sticking a needle in me, I would definitely pass out. It's happened before. It would happen again. I would just, I would just be gone like that. And they'd be, they'd be slapping me awake again later. That's, that's happened. It'll happen. It's dangerous. But I know what to do now. I know how to deal with it. I've learned how to deal with my fear of needles. It's like, it doesn't, it's not the pain of, cause it doesn't hurt that bad. Um, it's just like something in the back of my head really bothers me about poking holes like through skin or something. And, and you bring like blood into that, like tattoo needles don't bother me that much because they don't go through skin, you know, all the way. They just kind of go into the middle of the skin. They don't like poke through into the inside of your body or something. I don't know. It doesn't have to make sense. I just know it freaks me out. And I've had problems with it in the past. Anyway, so I wore this heart monitor for a while. It's basically just like this. It looks like a little pager almost that I pretty much, it clips on to, I more or less just tape it to a spot on my chest. And I had to shave my chest to get to stick there well. Um, and then, but now I'm mostly fed up with it because my chest got a little bit irritated because I shaved it. I never shaved my chest before. And then, like, putting this sticky stuff on there all the time, right over the freshly irritated shaved area. And, like, wearing it there, like, like 24 hours a day, you know, it's just, like, not a good combination. And I'm just, like, surely over three days, I felt a couple of those heart flops. Those days, surely they have enough data by now. I don't know. It's just, like, not... Do you think that's how they weed out real problems? I think this is just like some sort of test. Give, give them a heart monitor that little piece of, little piece of technology they have to tape to themselves for thirty days to see if it's really bad enough that they'll go through it and do it for actual thirty days. This hugely inconvenient thing. They give. It came with this this phone too. It's a Samsung smartphone. It really only has one thing installed on it. This this app that goes with the uh, thing you have taped to, and you have to keep it within 10 feet of you all the time. So I'm carrying around two phones and all the time this thing is like buzzing, telling me it's not, doesn't have like a hundred percent skin, skin contact. So I'm like, oh, it's like pushing at it, adjusting it, peeling it off, putting it back on. Even when it's like perfectly, it's like perfectly stuck to me. It's a hundred, I can tell you it's a hundred percent skin contact. And then it'll just, and I won't even be moving. And then suddenly it'll be like, bzz, like alarm and go, bzz, 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 poor skin contact, readjust or something. I'm like, I didn't even change anything. I think it might be because I sweat underneath the tape or something. Uh, I don't know. And then sometimes it'll just be like barely hanging on. It'll be like wrinkled up because I'll be, you know, I hadn't looked at it for a while or something. It'll be like wrinkled up and just all smorgled and borgled and it'll, it'll think it's fine and great. And then one night I went to bed and I woke up all groggy. I was like, Oh, did it stay on all night? And I was like feeling for it on my chest and I couldn't find it. 
I thought it had fallen off and I was about to start looking for it elsewhere on the bed. And I found it had somewhere, somehow, during the night, re- relocated itself. This thing was taped over my right nipple. And it somehow, the app still somehow thought it was, it was like 100%, you know, skin contact. Like, it could re... But even when I had it in other places, right over my heart, it didn't like it. I was spending hours and hours like adjusting it, little bits here, left, right, up, down, stretch a little more, stretch a little less, you know, but then accidentally move it over, you know, six inches over to my right nipple and it thinks it's perfect while I'm asleep. I don't understand. It's very frustrating and uncomfortable and... And then also, uh, what was the other thing I was going to tell you? Yeah, also, uh, just earlier today, I went to, um, I went to this kind of a, a spa thing. It's called a, it's called a, I think the place I went was called True Rest. They're like these little relaxation pods that you get in and they have like 10 inches of water in them. Very, very, very salty water. They put a thousand pounds of Epsom salt in the water and then you get in there and you close the pod down over you and there's some light in there but you can turn the light off I turn the light off and you have these earplugs in so you can't hear anything and it keeps the water out of your ears too and you just lie there on your back and you float in the water and you float a lot because it's so salty so you're extra buoyant and you float there in the darkness and you just like concentrate on your breathing. And, and it gets and it's so dark in there. Even when I opened my eyes and closed my eyes, I couldn't tell a difference. And I couldn't feel anything. I, so I just floated in the middle of this pod. And I couldn't hear anything because the earplugs. Even at the beginning, there was like what they the call like brainwave music or something. But that like faded away after like 15 minutes. I lay in there for an hour and I fell asleep several times, which I was not sure uh, if that was like okay or not because they they did show me a little uh, like orientation video beforehand and I feel like if it was bad to fall asleep, uh, they would have said so. But also I feel like it's maybe not the best place to fall asleep because I can fall asleep almost anywhere. And if I'm paying so much to go lie in this special pod, I should probably make the most of it by like trying to meditate or have some extra productive thoughts or something. Anyways, I had, while I was sleeping, it was very nice, but, but maybe I was just super relaxed, you know, in the zone and it felt like I was asleep. But I specifically remember waking up several times and it was kind of alarming because first of all, I didn't know if I should be asleep. And second of all, well, at least once when I woke up, I had no idea where I was. And and at one time when I woke up, I think I woke up two or three times. I like took some like cat naps or something. I I thought I was like about to drown or something because I was like in the water and it was all dark and black. It's kind of a freaky way to wake up if you're not <laughs> prepared for it. It's, it's very weird. It's very weird. And you feel like they tell you not to, you know, like 
not to scratch your face, not to touch your face at all, because if your hands are so wet with the salty water, if you t- get anything in your eyes at all, your eyes will just start burning. And there's like, there's a little spray bottle of uh, fresh water in there hanging, hanging that you can grab and sp- squirt out your eyes if you do get any salt water in your eyes. But thankfully I didn't need it. It was very relaxing for me. Very soothing. I could see... Um, how it could be freaky if you're like a little bit, uh, like claustrophobic or something. It's very big pod. Like it's very spacious. Like I could almost stand up in there. I could almost lie in, in, you know, facing any direction. Uh, but it's just like, it's very weird. I don't know. I guess they're kind of trying to make it like you're going back to the womb or something, but maybe for that, I would need more like actual pressure from all sides. The water was warm uh, but not hot and um i just i just lay there There there's definitely points where i i was really out of it and couldn't feel anything like i didn't i didn't know where my body was like i couldn't remember what position i had my arms or legs in you ever been that feeling i've been in that feeling i've had that feeling before just when i've been like relaxing on a couch or in bed or something like you're like if you're if you've got like a blanket over you or something, you're like, where is my arm right now? Is it crossed across my chest or is it down by my side? And you kind of wonder about it for a minute before you like actually try to move your arm and figure out for sure where it is. And you're like, oh wait, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that all along, silly me. And a couple of times, I, I like. St- you ever do that thing where you're like falling asleep and then suddenly you like your whole body like involuntarily jolts or maybe like a leg or something? That happened to me there a couple times, which is especially alarming in, in the pod because there's like all these water ripples, which like magnifies every little motion you make. It's very cool. It's a very cool experience. They say, you know, it gets better every time you go, or at least after the third time. But I just I feel like that might be a marketing thing to get you keep. Of course, they don't want you to think the first time you go is the, as good as it's going to get. If they tell you it's going to get, it gets good, or it, it gets its best at the third time and after, then maybe you know they'll hope that you're into some sort of uh, routine or habit going there. I would say that uh, my my line al- almanacs get the best after you buy three of them. It, I mean, it takes three of them to really appreciate any of them. I mean, they're good on their own, but three of them, three or more, yeah, I mean, I would say so. Is For the best results, I would say, is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then they had a... Uh, had like a little oxygen bar out there and they they were making me tea and stuff i don't know what kind of tea it was i was just like sip i like the oxygen bar though i don't know they had like these little things that you loop around behind your ears and the little tubes that go up your nose you know and thankfully my nose was clear i opted for they had like different flavors of oxygen you could get i don't really know how that works I guess they just like put maybe like put different vapors in the oxygen. I did the cold and sinus one because I feel like my nose is 
My nose is often a bit stuffy. You hear that? Thankfully, I was able to breathe through it fine. Um, but I don't know. I don't even like know exactly. I didn't like, to be honest, I didn't notice the oxygen doing anything. Maybe it was very subtle. But it smelled nice. They had different flavors like eucalyptus, lavender, uh, I don't know, like six other flavors. It's all just very chill. And the tea was nice. I wore my Uggs there. I do have Uggs now. I like them. They're probably a little bit too warm for some things, but that won't stop me a lot of the time. I do like them. They're very comfortable and, uh, and fashionable. They are. Also, I drew on my hand today. That was good. I need to do that more often. I think maybe I like... I mean, I, I like the idea of a tattoo. I just... I don't know how I could ever decide on a tattoo. I'd much rather just keep drawing on myself and then let the drawing fade away and then draw something else. Draw something new, you know? I can have a fresh new tattoo every week. And then, I mean, for a few days it would look kind of grimy and faded, but I'm pretty good at wash, washing off paint. Like Sharpie, for example, you can wash off Sharpie uh, in like two minutes if you use, if you use dish, dishwashing detergent, stuff like that. So you don't have to let it linger around kind of faded, but I don't, I don't mind the faded look, the, the grunge, you know, the, it's, uh, it's not the worst thing ever. I had at least two people ask me if it was a real, this thing I drew on my hand was a real tattoo. I said, I said no, but I maybe should have ran with it. Just to gauge, gauge reactions, you know? That's probably a good way to, you know, tell if you like a tattoo or not. Or before you get the actual tattoo, draw it on yourself for a few years. For like 40 years. Draw, keep drawing it on yourself. And if you enjoy it being there, uh, you know, impermanently drawing on yourself for 40 years, then maybe, I suppose, it might be okay after 60 or so years to go ahead and get that tattoo. Then maybe it means that you're not about to change your mind. Then your mother and I will allow it, young lady. Okay? And you can get your ears pierced, too. Once you turn 80. Well. That's a, that's a good one. Sorry for my irregularity of Peter Draws content free podcasts. Made possible by wonderful viewers and listeners like yourselves. There is a. Like I said before. there These are in podcast playlists. These are, these are all also in a. YouTube playlist here. The weird thing about that is I'm not sure how it pops up. Like I add these to a YouTube playlist and uh, sometimes people still don't know there's YouTube playlists. Like I wish there was some way that the, like the next one or the previous one always played or something. I don't know. And I also put all these on SoundCloud as well. If you want to download just the audio that way. Um, right now I'm wearing a Piggly Wiggly t-shirt. It's lime, lime green, and it says Piggly Wiggly on it. Huh. That's about it for me. I 
I'm feeling pretty good. I'm in the middle of a drawing right now. I took a break from drawing to do this. I'm going to go back to the drawing and uh, hopefully post it on Instagram in a little bit. We'll see how it goes. Hope, hopefully your guys' drawings and different creative pursuits and otherwise is going okay. It's okay if you get a little, you know, discouraged sometimes. It happens. It feels like you're moving backwards or not moving forwards as fast as you think you should be or could be. Or or life seems like it uh, dictates that you should be. Um, I don't know what to say, but as long as you're not sitting there... Uh, you know, doing nothing when you could be doing something. I mean, it's okay to take breaks, but just try not to do nothing for too long. At least go take a shower. I think that helps a lot of time. A lot of times I feel, I'm, I'm ready to do so many things in the shower. I plan out days, weeks, months. I envision it all happening all at once, and I'm incredibly motivated in the shower. I think it's because I can't actually do anything while I'm in the shower, so it all seems so wonderful and possible, and uh, I'm ready, but then I get out of the shower, and then nothing happens when I actually, when I can actually take action. It's not all so wonderful, I, I don't know why. It's weird. It's weird. Anyways, goodbye everybody. Uh, thanks for hanging out, and see y'all later. Bye.